We say potato, you say potato, you're stupid. Yeah. Welcome to Three Guys Without the Wise with your hosts, Eric, Tristan, Tommy. Welcome to Three Guys Without the Wise, where three useless organisms named Eric, Tristan, myself, Tommy. Wait, I'm not Tommy. You're Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, that's me. Tristan. You stupid idiot. We discuss a variety of topics from pop culture, food, news, theme parks, and more. This podcast is raw, uncut, and uncensored, so nothing is off limits. Nothing is safe, especially your mom. Gentlemen, hello. That's not what your mom said last night. Oh, Oh, yeah. Your mom joke, How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty fantastic myself. So let's go off some notes that were uh, said from last week. Um, you know how we were talking about my friend Chris, how he used to be fat, and we thought it was crack cocaine? Mm. Well, he had yes. a complaint and said it wasn't crack cocaine. It was actually the Atkins diet. Are you guys familiar with the Atkins diet? Mm. I am familiar with Atkins products. No, I don't know that. Well, this is a low-carbohydrate fad diet that was devised by Robert Atkins. It was marketed with questionable claims with carbohydrate restrictions and is critical to weight loss. There is no actual good evidence of the diet's effectiveness, except for Chris, obviously, in achieving durable weight loss, and it may increase the risk of heart disease. And that was something he did mention. He does happen to have some kind of uh, heart issues now. So while you will lose the weight quick and fast... It's uh, probably not really good later on down the line. So he highly advises not only should you not do crack cocaine, but you should also avoid the Atkins diet as well. Well, what options does that leave for weight loss? Lots of different diet plans have positives and then negatives that include heart disease or some other shit. I don't know. I, I personally don't like anything that's good for you. Like, I don't like vegetables. Agreed. Um. Yeah. Yeah, vegetables are stupid. Mm-hmm. No way! I love stupid. vegetables. What the fuck am I talking about? And I, I don't. I don't I'm the only I'm one that, on this podcast that, that eats vegetables. Yeah, so you're you're one guy without the wise on eating because you eat dumb vegetables. Mm-hmm. I think we should start a club. Anyone who hates vegetables should just send in, and we can all make t-shirts. Yeah, we'll, we'll make t-shirts. We'll make our yeah, own podcast. And, and all your talk, club members will be under under ten years old. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. That, that's that's our demographic next to the uh, the girls under the age of 17 who are into K-pop bands. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think we're doing a really good job reaching our uh, target demos here on Three Guys Without the Wise. If that's the case. Mm. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Yes. Another thing uh, that was brought up, Chris actually sent this in. He was talking about the, the theme parks. Uh, he sent us a an thing about the Land of Oz theme park that ap- that happened to take place in Beach Mountain, North Carolina. The park was opened up in 1970. It was an idea for people to have an entire Wizard of Oz experience with themselves playing the role of Dorothy, which um, I consider myself more of a tin man than a, than a Dorothy, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you could walk down an actual yellow brick road and be tossed around by a fake tornado and finally end up in the Emerald City. In the first year, it was considered it was the top attraction of the southeast region. 
However, the same level of popularity in years following, it ended up having to close its doors in 1980. And looking at these pictures that he sent, um, we might end up putting this article up on the Facebook so everybody else can see this. But it has a lot of the, it has like Dorothy's house, the actual Emerald Door, the Yellow Brick Road. And whenever they took these pictures, especially the one with the Yellow Brick Road, it's all foggy and it's creepy as shit. Like it's pretty, pretty gnarly. But is I mean, this the same one is. that opens up every year? Because I, I think I've heard of some sort of Wizard of Oz theme park in the mountains of North Carolina that was abandoned, but then they reopened it like in June, at least of one year. Do they still do that? Well, uh, apparently, according to Chris, it has opened up recently. Um, this ad or this thing is saying that it has it is currently being worked on, uh, being refurbished. They have since uh, repainted the Yellow Brick Road, and it definitely looks a lot livelier than the other picture. Um, as for it being open again, uh, that's a possibility. Um, I didn't read too much into this, but I just thought it was just a whole gnarly ad looking at the, uh, I, I like abandoned stuff. If you guys are on Reddit, I like to go on the subreddit abandoned porn, which is just people taking these gnarly pictures of all these random abandoned places around the world. And I thoroughly enjoy that. I've never been there, but I've definitely seen a lot of YouTube videos of people exploring abandoned theme parks. Um, I've definitely seen at least one or two videos of people exploring the abandoned river country in Disney World, which was right by the, was it Fort Wilderness it used to be by? Yeah. That abandoned water park. Yeah. And I remember when I moved down here in 2018, I kept wanting to like just go up to the gates, but I never made my way there before they finally mm -hmm. tore it down. Yeah, that one wasn't open that long. Um, what about, like, they also, Disney used to have a thing called uh, Pleasure Island. Or was that what uh, became I think Downtown that was a Disney and what Disney formerly known now? as Downtown Disney thing before they okay. changed it to Disney yeah. Springs? Oh, so that way we can appeal back to the younger crowd because not everything else at Disney is for younger crowds anyway. Yeah, well, well, I gotta, I gotta chime Except in here. This, uh, I'm looking at pictures of this Wizard of Oz park thing, and even if it is being reopened, I unfortunately I'll never be able to go because I made a promise to myself never to step foot in North Carolina. Why is that? Oh, because it's just awful. Just an awful place. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Not as awful as your dumb home state, Indiana. I Illinois. 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 Yeah. It's the same Tommy. thing. It's the it, same it's, fucking it's thing. It's the same thing as Indiana. <laughs> They're literally the they same They both state. only have the alto sax. Yeah, the one one alto sax. In the... Yeah, just the one alto sax. They and both, they have they both had that. Mm -hmm. it, it goes between the border because they're right next to each other, right? It's the only way both states can get tourists if, is if they put the one alto sax on, right on the border. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, doesn't Indiana have the uh, the Superman Museum, the Metropolis? Uh, I think that's still technically in Illinois. Because oh. I've driven through oh. it. Whenever I drive down to Florida, I drive through there. Well, when I used to live in Tennessee, we took a random trip up to St. Louis. It was about a four-hour drive. And on our way back, we happened to see the sign for the, for the museum. We got there right before it closed. We always said we would go back, but you know now we're all the way down in Florida. It's not like we can take a weekend up there or anything. But it was, it was pretty neat. I want to say that was probably Indiana, not Illinois, because nobody likes Illinois. Well, they're the same anyway. So what's it matter? Yeah, they both have the same alto sex. You're you're yeah. right. Um, also, let's do a quick shout out to Tom Molding. Tom Molding, I'm using your name even without your permission because I don't care about the innocent. 
but he uh, wanted to, he has reached out to us a couple of times through email. We like to share his Taco Bell story that in the first time in his 22 years of life, he had a Taco Bell $5 Chapalupa box. And after 30 minutes of eating it, the Taco Bell ravaged his insides and he nearly shat himself twice. So thank you for that story, Tom. Uh, everybody else that's listening, if you have a story like that. A riveting tale. By all, me- by all means, who doesn't love a Taco Bell disaster story? Those are my favorite. Listen here. I, I personally love I, it. I think that if Taco Bell gives you diarrhea, you are weak, your bloodline is weak, and history will forget you. <laughs> well, on that positive note, I do have to give a shout out to Tom Molding. He's one of my buddies from Illinois, Indiana. and uh, Calling you out. And, uh, he's... He's great. He's one of my best buds. I've known him forever. And uh, thank you for sending in, Tom. You are much appreciated. I love you. Next. Oh. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start off with... I stole what I just said from a tweet. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for not being original, you thief. <laughs> Classic Tommy. You're welcome. All right. So <laughs> first topic, Tristan, what do you got for us today? Well, on this week, I want to talk about something that I've always been drawn to, and those are relatable movies. Um, now, I, I'm a big movie guy. I love movies. So um, every once in a while, I'll see one that really speaks out to me. And I think that's a really special experience. It makes me enjoy it a lot more. My three uh, examples off the top of my head were a movie called The Way, Way Back, which I know Tommy is familiar with. Um, it's a fantastic movie about this kid who is kind of an awkward kid. He's got a new, basically a new stepdad that he doesn't like very much. And they go on a summer vacation to his beach house and he ends up getting a job at the water park down the street and he meets a girl and falls falls in love with her and all this stuff. And I just like that a lot of the movie takes place at the water park. I like that it's kind of a workplace movie. And a lot of the drama and plot and storyline comes from what happens when they're at work together, which is something I think everyone can kind of relate to. And especially me, I, I worked at a movie theater back home in Illinois, and it was just like a, a really unique environment for a bunch of teenagers to work in. And for some reason, that movie that takes place at the water park reminds me a lot of all the crazy stuff that happened at the movie theater. Which is my other example, uh, Adventureland, which for the same reason, essentially, it t- that, that one takes place in a theme park. It's got Jesse Eisenberg and K-Stew in it. It's literally like the same movie? Well, I mean, they're a little different in the content, you know, what happens plot-wise, but they're very similar. They're basically... One of them gets a boner. Is Adventureland the one with the zombies? No, that's Zombieland. No. But also has <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg though, so right? Tommy, it is, it is you're not Jesse So they're the same movie. Tommy, good job. Um... But uh, so that one basically for the same reason I always relate to. And then my other one is Office Space. Have you guys seen Office Space? Oh, God. I think everybody can relate to that movie. Who doesn't want to take a printer and just Mm -hmm. smash it with a bat? It's just like I wish in previous jobs, I'm not going to say where in Illinois, but it rhymes with Schmargit, and it's a big grocery store chain. But um, <laughs> I wanted to sit my managers down and just play off his space and, and show it to them and be like, do you see anything wrong here? This is what can happen. <laughs> this, this will yeah. happen to you. I will burn this exactly. place down. Don't do take my stapler. Me. I also feel it's very relatable with a, a lot of uh, white guys who, well, not just white guys, white people in general who like to rap in their cars, but they're still mm. scared of. That's black true. People. That's very common too. 
I, I, <laughs> I think that's very, very common. But uh, they're <laughs> stereotyping at its finest. That is that is great. So that's I think those are my three. T- what do you guys think? Do you guys have relatable movies? Go, well, going, going back on your choice of way, way back, you know, talking about a stepfather, you know, um, my parents divorced when I was three. And my mom didn't remarry until I was almost, I was 11 years old, almost 12. And, you know, it, it was really hard in the beginning with my stepdad. Uh, I didn't like, well, I mean, I did like him at first, but then I started to hate him as I grew up more. It's like, you're not my father. But then after a while, I realized, you know, he's he was just as much as a father figure as my own dad. You know, I, so I always say I do have two dads. I love them both very much. So, you know, that that's always a thing. I think anybody, mostly everybody can almost say that you know you can grow to like your person but i don't know then again step step parents are weird i mean the movie the stepfather or the movie the uninvited the stepmom trying to kill her you know all the all those kind of different things so you know i'm going to retract my statement just shut up now yeah, that's a good idea. Tommy, Tommy what, uh, <laughs> yeah. and to you. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's relatable to you? What's relatable to me? So two movies came to my mind when Tristan asked me this. One was a movie that came out, I believe, in 2014 called Boyhood. Um, for those unfamiliar with it, it was filmed over the course of 12 years. Um, Ethan Hawke plays the dad, and it follows a six-year-old boy as he grows up into, and it goes to his first year of college, and really just the beautiful just kind of story of life that the movie tells really resonated with me and I found very relatable especially because the kid was pretty much the same age as me like maybe maybe a year younger somewhere different in there but either you two seen boyhood I have have, and I agree with you Tommy I saw that at at actually an advanced screening with my friend Corey Uh, he's a film major he got me into like an advanced screening Richard Linklater was there and everything and uh, it was cool. Oh, shit. So I, I thought the same thing you did. It's very relatable because I'm, I'm one year one year apart from the kid. And it came out the year I... Well, if we're going uh, off that, I could go with uh, Smallville. Clark Kent was the same age as I was when so I was So that's basically the same thing, Eric. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I am yeah. Superman, so eat shit. <laughs> In which, sorry to interject, but... Towards the end of the movie is when he starts going into college, and I was just beginning college around when this movie started, so that's another kind of reason why the movie hit home yeah, for me. Yeah, same here. I, it it mm. was the year I graduated high school, so same thing. Well, I had a... Uh, and then... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was going to say, another movie that I put on uh, movies that I relate to is, it might sound a little odd at first, but have you all seen the Jimmy Neutron movie? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Please explain. <laughs> So, so the reason that I put this in, um, it's just, it's such a childhood movie, not just because it's from my childhood, but, you know, the movie is about kids and how they want their parents to go away, so then they get abducted by aliens, and while they're excited at first, they realize, oh shit, we need our parents, so they build spaceships out of theme park rides, which is the coolest fucking thing. I rewatched it, like, a month ago or something like that, because I saw that it was on Netflix, and I was like, wow, this is kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> Like, did I get in a fight with my mom? Is that what you just said? Yeah, did you get in a fight with your mom so you had to watch that movie so that to remind yourself not to wish mm. your mom away? Not not really. See, <laughs> I, liar. 
see, that's the thing. I've always had a really good relationship with my parents, but I feel like everyone growing up at some point has had some sort of angst of like, oh, God, I can't wait to get out of here and blah, blah, blah. But truthfully, I fucking love my parents and I am like, I love the life that I have and it, I would not have it if it weren't for the amazing parents I have. I love your parents. Um, too. So because. Shout out to Tommy's parents. George and Linda. Yeah, they're the best. And, uh, George and, and this movie kind of goes towards that. These kids, you know, they're like, oh, we don't need our parents. But then they realize we fucking love our parents. And that's a part of why it hits home for me, aside from all the childhood awesome shit that I just said. That's nice. Okay, so mine mine are a little little different. Uh, the first one, uh, I actually thought about about, I don't know, maybe an hour ago, uh, we were watching Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, growing up, I was, you know, always the smallest. You know, I always got picked on and everything like that. And, you know, that whole, like, beginning se- sequence, you know, it really doesn't matter how big you are. It depends on how big of a heart you are to determine what kind of person you actually are. And, you know, I always felt like as an adult, because, you know, this was 2011. And at that time, I don't know, I was older, already in the military and everything. But it still kind of hit home to me whenever I was younger, how I was always picked on and everything like that because of the size I was. And just knowing that whenever I joined the Army, you know, I, I definitely wasn't the strongest. I was still fairly small. But I was able to grow into it, you know, and it turned out to be a fantastic career experience. Uh, wonderful, wonderful eight years of memories from being in the military. So, you know, that one that one hit home for me pretty, pretty well. I mean, I just wish I could have been, you know, got some kind of superpower serum and, you know, I became all big and bulky and dated Agent Carter. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm. You got nothing on that one? Uh, I'm also small, but <laughs> I never really got over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I well mean, both of y'all are taller than me, but <laughs> like, I love Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. The, the next one, um, which is one of my favorite all-time movies, is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Have you guys seen oh, that one? I Fuck. Yes. I actually thought about that one when... Cause this topic was brought with, up with that one you know it, again i i would honestly say i know s- shock but we're, we're not normal people or what's classified as what? normal yeah i know don't 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 Bullshit. shit yourself but you know especially no back promises. in high school um i already mentioned you know it was just pretty much chris and i throughout high school that's pretty much all we had because you know we were into punk rock and all this other nonsense and we didn't wear you know Abercrombie and Fitch and all this other stuff you know we were considered the outcast um so you know watching that movie hit a little bit home and just having a lot of built-up anger you know and having a lot of uh anxiety issues because of it and everything like that and you know coming in as an adult uh, watching it he's like wow this really makes a whole lot of sense you kind of feel I know exactly what he's going through and it just it's just really amazing um chris was like my emma watson except i didn't make out and it, you know fell in love with him oh. or anything but you know he was the one that he really got me through it you know made me feel better about myself because you know there was somebody else like-minded like that so i really enjoyed that movie i feel like that was extremely relatable uh my last one um was rudderless have you guys no. seen rudderless no, I haven't either. Okay, well, this one would be hard for you guys to relate to. Um, 
it kind of goes into um, this isn't a spoiler because it happens in the very beginning but basically this guy's son shoots up a school and ends up kills himself and everything like that and the dad goes through he was like this very successful uh, businessman went through depression lives on a boat everything like that just you know picking up painting jobs and he end up starts starts a band with this younger guy who probably be about roughly the same age as his son um, that was like their big thing was music music really brought them together that was their relationship and you know it just basically goes off the whole story of him kind of reestablishing himself into society through music and you know a lot of the songs that he did uh, was actually done from his son and you know he still you know absolutely has this deep connection with his son even though he did such a horrible thing and myself being a parent uh, it, it, it got me thinking you know it, it's hard to think I mean my children are only you know they're eight and five but you know later on in life if they ever you know did something crazy like that it's like it's it's still my child like I'm not happy with the you know with the stuff that they would have done but I will still always love them and I always still will have a connection through them and it's like I still don't know how exactly I would react and what would how that would affect my life if my children would end up doing something like that I mean I'd probably end up falling in a huge depression and say fuck you to everybody like that and you know hopefully there'll be somebody else that would come and try to pull me out of that you know that's like one thing I'm scared about starting parenthood is that you know I'm excited at the idea of raising somebody and seeing an amazing person they can become but also what if they end up falling down the wrong path end up with the wrong people how I would be able to handle that right I mean parenthood is being a father is one of my absolute favorite things in the whole wide world I adore my children my children are hilarious I love everything about them I'm very very proud of them um I have I have good kids I mean I'm not that's not just me being biased I mean I really honestly believe I have great great kids and I'm very thankful for them um but it, yeah, they're I mean, good kids. I've, I only met them once, but yeah, I thought they were good kids. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a hard. It is kind of hard to think about, you know, like how they're going to grow up and how you're going to raise them and everything like that. I mean, hell, I mean, going with the movie Rudderless, you know, they did the best for him, and yet he still kind of turned out that way. But it's, it's just one of those things, you know. You just mental health is. A lot of people make fun of mental health and that, you know, going back between rudderless and the perks of being a wallflower as well. Everybody thinks, you know, anxiety's made up, mental health is all made up, but it's a very serious issue. And I think especially in this day and age, it's actually affecting our youth a lot more than it used to back, you know, when we were younger. And I really hate that for them. But, you know, if you have... And I think, sorry for interrupting, I was going to say that I think because of that, there is a lot more awareness and support for mental health issues nowadays. Yeah, and a lot of people don't take advantage of it, and that, that's what's really sad is that the choice, the things are there. There's go out. If you or anybody you know is having a hard time, please go seek help. It, it'll be the best choice you could ever make. Do it for yourself. Do it for others. Do it for somebody. Wow, that got Absolutely. really sad Thank you really for that. No, good advice, though. No, I mean, it's important. Yeah, good stuff. But like, as a quick follow-up, Eric, have you noticed uh, that your yes. your 
any of either of your children have developed an interest in country music? No. See, good. Just keep an eye on that, though. Yes, yes. But my my daughter's really into that poppy stuff, though. Uh, well, Ugh. not quite as bad as country in my mind. Pop music or pop country? <laughs> no. I don't think she's interested in a value resort, Tommy. Cause I, I mean, pop pop music. Well, you know, there, there was a time that they started singing that uh, old town road. Mm. Old Time Road. Oh yeah, whatever. that one. The the that's Billy pretty, Ray Cyrus song. That's Did a song. Did they get Time Out? Yeah. Yeah. What you know that song? Uh, mm. They were singing that, and I was like, "That song is not allowed to be sang into my in my house ever again." Proud of you. That is the worst song ever. Good. I don't care if you if that's your favorite song. You're a horrible person, and you should probably go to jail because you're probably going to commit a crime later on. Just saying. Perfect. Just saying. Another that that's a small thing. I'm curious about parenthood because you know i like to think that i'm open to different types of music and i and i generally will listen to everything just fine but i say that now and then i'm gonna have kids listening to shit and be like ah oh, back in my day or, you know whatever the fuck um i'm hoping whatever my kids listen to i will be able to talk well i mean that that comes with a thing it doesn't matter how you raise them um i mean both my parents yeah. they absolutely love country they you know i can remember my mom was obsessed with Billy Ray and Tim McGraw and everything like that. My dad, uh, Willie Nelson, and, you know, it's, it's not like it's it's bad music, but it's not music that I particularly like. Like, you know, I like the heavier stuff, like, you know, Avenged Sevenfold, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't think it's the way that you raise your children into liking them. Mm-hmm. That's just their own choice of what they're going to find that yeah. they like. And so that's something you got to remember is you can't yeah, force them all, to like anything. Yeah, music is just all subjective. Like it's except country, yeah, not really. Yeah, except yeah. country. Oh except country. That's the one thing you can't listen to. Tristan really does not like country. <laughs> that's. I don't really listen to country myself, but there is like a song here or two or there that I do like. Like, I think every music genre has at least one good song. Well, there is one one country song that I, I do like, and that is by uh, Darius Rucker, if you don't know the name. Wagon, Wagon Wheel? Wheel? Yes. Darius Rucker was yes. the lead singer of Hootie <laughs> That's and the Bluefish. I like that song. I think it's actually kind of catchy. That's the only country song that I care for. Though. Oh, Absolutely. And also, it's about North Carolina. It is so about North Carolina. When, whenever I drive home to North Carolina and I'm going into the state, well, I play there's that also song. Uh, Petey Pablo's uh, "Raise Up." That song's about North Carolina. North Carolina, come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Whip it around your head. So, you know, no, no. Okay. All right. I'll go All right. Fuck relatable myself. movies. Let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> Tommy, next topic. What <laughs> next topic. <Yeah. laughs> Next topic. All right. Fantastic. So that was relatable. We're bringing up a new thing that we haven't really talked about on this show yet. Uh, Let's talk about favorite video games. What are some of our personal favorite video games maybe that you grew up with? Maybe something you're doing during the quarantine or whatever. Um, Some of my favorite video games of all time, one that I'm still playing to this day during this quarantine is the original Roller Coaster Tycoon, (laughs) the deluxe edition with all the theme park expansions. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, it's a computer game that was made in the 90s where you pretty much design your own theme parks and roller coasters, and each theme park has a certain mission to it, like you have to get you know, 1,200 guests by year three or park value of 20,000 by year two or whatever the fuck. It's really, really fun and addictive. I've always loved games like that, theme park building games. Um, I also grew up playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, Specifically, I actually grew up with Grand Theft Auto Vice City mostly. I know a lot of people 
uh, grew up more with San Andreas as the more popular one, which I do really love, but I just had more experience with Vice City. And recently, before this quarantine, my roommate got a PS4 and GTA 5 with it, so we played a lot of that during this quarantine. Um, but anyways, Eric Tristan. Okay, um, mine's actually very similar to yours, Tommy. Uh, I grew up a little bit with Grand Theft Auto, uh, Guitar Hero, and Rock Band, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's pretty much oh, it. Oh, fuck. Guitar um, Hero. I, I played those a lot at my grandma's house. That She bought that and, and had it at her house as, like, bait I miss for Guitar me Hero. to actually come over there. Um, oh, yeah, so but um, I got to say my number one that has been with me for, I feel like my whole life has been also the very same roller coaster tycoon game that Tommy was talking about. I, I'm also playing that during this quarantine and uh, I've been playing it now for like about a year again, like, like really into yeah, it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. We both got into it together. Me and Tommy. Yeah. We just like send snaps to each oh, other. That's crazy guys. Cause guess what? What? I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't play roller coaster. Tycoon, Why not? But my wife, she does. She plays it a lot. Oh fuck yeah! That, that's her thing. She likes roller coaster. Tycoon. Shit. Why? Why haven't we been sending snaps to yeah, her? Yeah, we should be doing. Or that. I haven't. At Me least. and Tommy update yeah, each well, other in our parks. Yeah. Oh. All well, the time. You can you can update her on your parks as well. That just that wasn't a game that I was really into. Um, I actually just finished playing uh, Final Fantasy VII again, not the remake, but the the old 1997 version. Uh, you are able to download original PS games on the PS4. And I downloaded it for nostalgic purposes because I wanted to refresh my memory of the game since the remake just came out at the beginning of the month. However, comma, um, according to the review, so this this was one of the first games that had multiple discs. Uh, the original PS1 game uh, had three discs. And apparently this game, the remake that came out, only covers the first disc huh. so i think i'm gonna wait a little bit on that one so i just replayed the original version um games like that that was a lot of those ones that takes forever to actually beat i think this one took me like 50 hours and that was to end up like to do everything got all my characters leveled up to get the the trophies because this is a a new thing you know you didn't get used to get trophies or achievements back in the day but now you can so working on getting all the trophies that was that was a lot of fun so i I liked all those rpg games uh legend of dragoon was my very first one i know i remember that one taking about 60 hours to beat and i remember telling running down to my mom's like hey i finally beat this game guess how long it took and i showed her my save file and it was like 62 hours or something like that i had no i was a loser back then speaking of rpgs this is kind of a it's kind of a uh now, I don't know if it's as well known, but have any of y'all, any of y'all ever heard of Maple Story? No. Maple Story, no. Maple Story was a free MMO RPG, um, kind of similar type of game as you know something like World of Warcraft or Skyrim, but it had really cute 2D side-scrolling animation, and it came out in like 2005, I think. And me and my friends played that game on and off for years. It was really, really fun and addictive. I was really an adult in 2005. Stuff. So, so I didn't care for your childish. Adults aren't things. allowed to play video games. Not that kind of game. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't judge. I don't judge. <laughs> I just want. Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm just pulling on your tail because you have one. <laughs> your front one. Oh, oh. Because I have a tail. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> not what? No. Anyways, uh, yeah, another Anyways. another game series that um that I have replayed numerous times is the Batman Arkham series. Um, between Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, 
as well as Arkham Knight and Arkham Origins. I've replayed those numerous times, as well as Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, I've played all different versions of them numerous times. Um, I never get bored of those games at all. So, mm. all right, is that it? Everything, anybody else want to comment something else on video games? That's all. Uh, yes. Oh. I was going to say, did any anybody else grow up on Mario Party or Super Smash Bros.? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I like have, the, I have the newest Mario Party 100%. for the Switch. Uh, I, love, I love Mario Party. That's one of my favorite things to play on the Switch. Um, I've had yeah. Mario Party all the way back from the 64 and even the original Smash Brothers on mm-hmm. the 64. I think my yeah, absolute think favorite one is the one that was on the GameCube. Um, what was it? Super Smash Bros. Yeah, what was the the one that came Melee. out for GameCube? Melee. That was my favorite one. Right before they did like all the supers and stuff. Like the supers are cool mm-hmm. and all, but I don't know. I, I like without the I supers. Feel, I feel like generally most people find Super Smash Bros. Melee as their favorite. I didn't have a GameCube growing up. I had a Nintendo 64 and went right to Wii. So uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl is actually my favorite because I really love the amount of characters they have, the creative stage, and I love their story mode, uh, Subspace Emissary, I think it's called. Mm. Um, I think it's a really fun, unique story that they brought to the Super Smash Bros. series. And it's really cool because it gives you a chance to work with all the characters in the game as well. Um, I think generally when you play, you tend to gear towards, you know, a couple of your favorite characters but that mode kind of makes you work with all the all the characters all right and i get that that's also the the first appearance of a uh, solid snake for all my metal gear fans out there yes uh i love metal, snake. Ge- metal gear solid i never my, played those games but i love snake the, and smash Bros. oh my god they're they're fun it's all stealthy and stuff like that it's it was a lot of fun even for like like it's time is extremely advanced highly suggest it my favorite All Mario right, Party so game let's... is Mario Party 2. Boom. <laughs> Mario Magic. Party. Great. Hey, guys, Nintendo y'all need to come 64. over. We need to do uh, Mario Party one night. Yes. Yeah. We need Everyone to... who's listening to the podcast, right? No, I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, all our listeners. All our listeners. All of our, our listeners. listeners. Well, now they're going to feel uninvited. Good job. I'm just All two kidding. of them. Good job. Well, some, some of our listeners are not even anywhere near Florida. You ever all right, we're that? a global project. Yeah, okay. I mean, the world's quarantined. They could probably make it down. I don't know. Possibly. If they can drive. <sighs> All right. So let's go ahead and we'll go to our sponsor. Hey, are you tired of eating things with your fork and all the liquid falls through the fork? Well, man, do we have a life-changing invention for you. The spoon. No longer will your milk fall through the spears at the end of your stick or the soup liquid will fall through. You'll be able to get more than just the noodles and mushrooms. You'll get the soup liquid. You won't just get the cat food and the marshmallows. You get the, get the milk too with spoons. We replace the tiny spears at the end of your tiny stick with a not-so-deep egg-shaped bowl. That way, you can consume more than just solid things. You can eat liquid things, too, with your spoon. You won't be confused any longer of what to do with your milk after the cereal. You won't have to pour it down the drain or, or you know, pour it into your mouth or even feed it to your dumb cat 
Sorry, you idiot with your dumb, fluffy face and zero thumbs. I have thumbs that I can grasp my spoon with. So get yourself some nice spoons online or in stores. All right, and we are back. That's a... That was a different... different Thank you, Spoons, for making Three Guys Without the Wise possible. (laughs) You know, it never occurred to me until now how important Spoons are in everyday life. Mm -hmm. This is true. I think we need to invite them back to be our sponsor again. I think so. Absolutely. So, by all means, Spoons, if you have another ad, by all means, send it our way. We will uh, put you in the next 13 episodes. I don't care. I liked it. Yeah, it's really important that we do have these sponsors because they help make our show possible. This this is true. Without them, we're, we are nothing. We have no funding. There is no funding. Yeah. All right, so we'll go into our our last topic. I went with Ghost. Ooh. So the reason I went with Ghost is because uh, it was the first thing that came to mind, so I decided to go with it. Yeah. So, ghosts, are they real or not? Tommy. Tommy, fuck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe, I don't know. I never, it's like, I think the idea of them is fun, but I never actually gave them serious thought. Okay, so ghosts hasn't been, like, your thing, or you don't watch any ghost shows or anything like that? No, not really. I I feel like I've been more interested in maybe maybe aliens, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic, though. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a crypto nut yeah, too. Yeah. Like the whole Bigfoot and Loch Ness and aliens, you know, all that stuff's cool right now. But that's for another episode. We're talking about ghosts. What do you ghosts? Ooh. Honestly, I don't. I don't think I believe in them. I don't think. You don't think at all. I, oddly enough, I, oh. Yeah, I don't really. I'm on the no side. So you are the. the Yeah. yeah, you can shut up. Must must have been an audio You're glitch. You're an audio glitch. <laughs> but uh, no, I, oddly enough, one of my favorite TV shows in seventh and eighth grade was Ghost Hunters. Um, I watched that show religiously. I still remember it was on every was Wednesday that, night. That was the one that was on um, Sci-Fi. Yeah, it was on Sci-Fi, and and actually, Eric, you can relate to this a little bit because they'd often have Josh Gates on the oh, show. I love Josh Gates. And then sometimes Ghost Hunters people would be on Destination Truth. You know, they were both on Sci-Fi at one point in time. I yeah, think. when he did uh, Destination Truth, when he was going yeah. after like all those crypto, like he was going after those different mythological creatures. Like there was mm-hmm. La Chupacabra and other werewolves. The Philippines had some kind of their own, like, sea monster, stuff like that. So, yeah. Did you see that one, Eric, where, like, there? I think it was Destination Truth and not Ghost Hunters, but there was one where this guy was out in a field, and they were basically doing some sort of a ghost hunt thing, and he, like, got pulled up, like, 30 feet in the air. That was on Destination Truth? I want to say it was, but it may have been Ghost Hunters. But I want to say it was Destination Truth. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think it was Destination Truth because I've seen every episode. And they're, they never they never really find anything. The only thing that they came close to finding was the, the chupacabra where this lady kind of, like, hit this weird dog-looking thing, and so she stuffed it. And <laughs> she kept the meat in her in the, in the freezer, and, you know, they took a little piece of the meat and had to go uh, tested for, like, what kind of species it was. And it was a undetermined species. And the way that, you know, whenever she got it stuffed and everything like that, it was 
I, I've never seen anything like it. it. It was pretty gnarly. So, you know, there, there's stuff like that that ends up happening. Everything else, um, it's very subjective. Um, but that's yeah. what I really liked about the show is that it was more about the truth side of things. Um, but that's let's go back to Ghost. Um, yeah. Going back onto the truth of things, that's what I liked about Ghost Hunters is in the beginning they end up, you know, it was all about can this be can this be uh, could they reenact it like uh can this be is there a reason for this some kind of explanation for it uh ghost adventures were really big on that their first two seasons and then they just it, it wasn't getting ratings so they decided to just fake the shit out of everything um speaking about yeah. the the ghost adventures crew all old zach bagans and everything um, I used to be part of a paranormal group back in uh, when I lived in Tennessee. And the, the creator of the group, she was really good at researching. And she was actually able to prove three different accounts that I know of. Uh, that was Hell's Bar Dam and Marina and the Forsyth Hospital. And the final one, the biggest one, the most infamous ghost stories of all was Bobby Mackey's. She was able to actually show, like, actual proof, like, with the whole Burl Mounting, excuse me, Merle Browning murder. They did not cut her head. She was actually murdered, like, 15 miles away from the actual location, everything like that. Basically, was able to prove that Zach Bagans was full of shit and everything that they were posting was actually falsified. So, you know, that was a big thing. So I was a big skeptic person for the longest time until... Uh, I, th- there's this one place that we got to go to in Cave City, Kentucky. And I highly suggest going there for Halloween. They do a really good uh, uh, haunted house called Sinister on Center. Um, they are not our sponsors, but I'm throwing you know their name out there because I thought it was a, a great... They do a great job over there. They do a lot of uh, donation for military and veterans and stuff like that. So I highly suggest going to check them out. And that place, they called it... Uh, what is it? Wilden Manor is the actual name of the building, and it's haunted as fuck. Like, I mean, that's that's the best way to explain it is that it's haunted as fuck. <laughs> so, we that's would. Uh, well, then. Uh, go ahead. Let's see then if uh, do you what kind of experiences if you're comfortable talking about it, do you think you've had to make you believe? Okay. Um. Two really good examples. So you know, a lot of people go knock if you're there or if you're here move something you'll hear just like a tiny little noise right well yeah if you're sitting down quiet you're going to hear the house settling anything's going to make noise everything like that but the biggest one that we i would do is i would do a pattern uh so uh what i would do is something like like something completely different be like can you reenact that Mm -hmm. And Wilden Manor is the only place where I actually had that happen on two different occasions. I did two completely different patterns. Um, I started at the height of a doorway, started and then went to the middle and then down to the bottom. And that exact sound happened right down the hall. And this place is, it's pretty big. And, you know, we're locked in and there's only, I want to say there was four of us there at the time. Two, two of us were up, three of us were upstairs and one person was downstairs uh, watching our video cameras. And so the three of us are right next to each other, and down the hall we heard that same noise, that same pattern. So that was pretty gnarly. And then the other time, 
is I'm sitting at the end of a hall. There's two rooms to my left. There's a room to my left, a room to my right. Uh, this is a different occasion. Uh, we had like seven people there. Seven, two people downstairs. There was two people in the room to my right, two people to the room to my left, and I'm sitting with my back against the wall at the end of a hallway, and I had rocks thrown at me from in front of me. So I could Shit. not explain that one. Jesus. Yeah. Scariest. Yeah, we, we had uh, a lot of feet. I actually still have the uh, recording of that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to share that or not. That's property of the group that I'm no longer in. Well, it's actually my right. property because it's on my recorder. But I, I'll let you guys listen to it one time. Cool, see cool. what you think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> gnarly. So cool. I'm – I want to believe. I haven't had, like – like experiences that you'll see on like these paranormal shows, which they're all fake as fuck, but whatever <laughs> they're, they're entertaining. They're really funny. And I'm like, wow, you're full of shit, but you know, whatever. But I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Um, no, my wife actually, she, uh, she has a friend in Tennessee. Their house is apparently haunted. Basically every single night they'll hear footsteps going around the kitchen every night. And that pretty much goes without fail. So I think, once this quarantine ends, maybe I'll go up there and see if I can't record some of this. See uh, if it's legit or not. Cool. So, anything else on ghosts? So, with your experience with ghosts, do you think this might be kind of a silly question, but like all the movies that you know have, you know, haunted houses with ghosts in them, and then you know the ghosts kind of go apeshit and people die. Do you think that kind of shit is possible? That is a silly question, and you're stupid for asking. No, no. So you're asking. <laughs> If a person dies in a house that they could stay there, is that what you're asking? No, I'm asking, could ghosts actually, can it get as extreme as it does in horror movies, I guess? I don't think so. No, I don't think it, it would ever be to that degree. That's why I think like a lot of these paranormal shows, um, and, you know, a lot of these people have been ousted for their stories on there saying how completely false it is for those ridiculous ones where they're like lifting them up and everything else like that. Um, I don't believe that it could ever get to that level. Do I think that they could move stuff? Do I think they can find some way of communicating with us? Yes, yes, I do. But to that extreme, like they do in horror movies, no, that's that's all for entertainment. If you uh, if you have any experiences or anything like that, or like to share a story with us, by all means, we'll uh, we'll probably summarize it in the next episode towards the beginning. Uh, if you like to send that out, you can find us on Facebook as well as our email at the numeral three guys without the wise at gmail.com. That's also the way you can find us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and even Spotify for you to listen to the other shows. Uh, all right, so I think it's time for the Yelp review of the week. Woohoo! Right, fantastic. Woo. All right, well, I do want to. Yeah, I got it here. I want to add my fa- one of my favorite bands is called Ghost. Oh, I so like that Square Hammer song. To close out your uh, yeah. Square Hammer. Yeah, that's exactly. That has so nothing to do with Ghost, but whatever. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of it's their name. It's Ghost. Continue. What what do we got today? Yeah, here we go. So our Yelp review. I I had to look pretty far for this one, but I found it, and it truly came from the middle of nowhere, uh, out of a town called Thatcher, Nebraska. Um, and boy, I didn't know such a place. Nebraska is a real state. 
Nebraska is a real. I didn't state. know that things were even in Nebraska to review. They actually. I've never been to Nebraska, so I don't. I don't believe it's. Do real. you know what they call Nebraska? What do they call Mayonnaise Nebraska? Bowl? The multi. The multi sack state. They have more than Holy one shit. saxophone. So, so it's even more impressive than your shitty state. Yeah, mm-hmm. Illinois. Thank you, Tommy. Indiana. Illinois and Indiana. Yeah. He's from yeah. both of them. Okay. <laughs> so this is um this review is for Lenny's Bowling Alley. Here we go. My recent visit to Lenny's Bowling Alley in Thatcher, Nebraska was less than satisfactory. Upon entry, this color scheme, if you could call it that, made the hairs on my arm stand up. Truly the ugliest face I've ever seen. After swallowing my lunch again, I went to the counter to get shoes and a lane. The lady working had the appearance of a Halloween decoration. Wrinkled skin, gray hair, but appropriate teeth. Appropriate being it looked like someone bowled a split through her mouth and left two teeth standing. She asked my shoe size, a cloud of cigarette smoke escaping her head as she spoke with the voice of a cancer-stricken leviathan from the deep recesses of an ocean trench. Oh, boy. With shoes in hand. Exactly like that, Eric. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jeez. With shoes in hand, I went to my assigned lane, and me and my party put our information into the computer, which was covered in dried soda and Dorito dust. A few rounds into the game, the pins got stuck, and we motioned to the corpse lady for help. (laughs) A few moments later, a teenage boy walked out from behind the lanes wearing overalls, a straw hat, and a toothpick in his mouth. After hocking a loogie into the gutter, he reset the pins and our game continued. To my luck, I rolled a gutter ball, and my ball came back with tobacco-filled mucus near the finger holes. Mm. At that time, I decided enough was enough and left my shoes at the counter while the crypt keeper was away. <laughs> I do not recommend Lenny's well. bowling alley. So, so it's just another another golden nugget of a Yelp review that, that, that is, I found. That is funny when I um, when I hear about the how the lady. I talks, think they just need better custodial stuff. So I know Tristan, you you do a lot of voices and stuff. Do you actually have uh, personas with your voices? Personas, yeah, I can do all sorts yeah. of different different things. Why? <laughs> so, well, I have one. Uh, her name is Edna. She is from New Jersey, but she now lives in Arkansas. And she smoked for 50 years. And that's why she talks like this. She works at the greeting center over at Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, I just like smoking all the time. It's, it's perfectly okay because Jersey's, Jersey's terrible, but Arkansas is much, much better. I like, I, I like living there much, much better. Very nice. That's, that's how I imagine. Thank you, thank you. This Leviathan I lady? That. I can actually tell Did you that? what my yeah. impersonation of this lady would be. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> was she saying a sentence or just making noises? That was all the dialogue in the in the Yelp review. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, so the guy who did left the Yelp review, <laughs> Yelp, the Yelp review, he can uh, speak a different language, huh? He was able to. I actually that. had to click translate on the Yelp review to get it in English because it was in some weird foreign. Oh, it must be Yiddish. Y- yeah, that's what it was. Yiddish or Chinese? It's one of the two. They sound the same, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was that. That was Lenny's Bowling Alley. Anyone in the Thatcher, Nebraska area, please steer clear of Lenny's Bowling Alley. Well, all right. Well, or at least try to find someone that. to clean it up for them. Yeah. And do something with it. That's that's against a bunch of health codes. So going off, we're we're gonna start a new segment uh, starting today. This one we are calling it. 
positive reviews for bad movies. And so basically what it is is Tristan, Tommy, and myself, we watch a really bad movie and we have to give a positive review for that particular bad movie. If you have a bad movie that you like for us to check out, please, please suggest them in. Uh, that way we don't have to go researching for a, a bad movie that ends up turning out to be pretty good. So that's the point. So this week we went with the Velocipaster. Velocipaster. It's uh, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> that I think that one alone is what got us to, to watch this one. It is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a beautiful movie. <laughs> beautiful. So my positive review is um, I really like how they took a hooker and is able to to show that she is in fact a human and is able to turn her life around uh, for a priest who can turn into a dinosaur and doesn't get scared of him for that. So that's my positive review. All right. Well, see, first of all, it really bothers me that we want to call this positive reviews for bad movies because it's being very condescending to the heavy themes that's because you have bad that taste. are in Velocipaster. It really undermines it's how it deals with lost, questioning faith, and it weaves a tapestry filled with cultural diversity, which in our whitewashed Hollywood these days does a very bad job. So Velocipaster did a very good job bringing cultural diversity with China, especially in these days where racism towards Chinese people is very heavy. So thank you, Velocipaster, for showcasing them in a positive way, as well as showing a heavy dealing with loss and questioning your faith. This movie came out in 2018. You know that, right? Before this shit even happened. I know. I know. What you I said. like the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I like that half <laughs> like the time the it looked like a human head. It made it more relatable. Uh, <laughs> that it was. <laughs> I mean the the uh, the cover art was is pretty gnarly and it entices You're gnarly. you. Um, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, it's a. <laughs> This movie is is absolutely ridiculous. Thank you for sharing your bad taste, Tommy. I appreciate that. Tristan, do you have anything else besides that you like? The I dinosaur? do. Uh, actually, to be honest, two things really, really stuck out to me when watching it that I was actually very impressed with. The the dialogue, I thought was actually very good. Like at no point was it like like bad in a bad way. It was bad in like the best way. And then uh, the comedy or the humor in it was like amazing it was truly like a really really funny movie um i thought oh no it's hilarious everything about it like every character in it was hilarious too so whoever casted this thing is amazing and i see here the writer and director brendan steer he also did a fantastic job um the writing was was awesome in it i thought and the direction was really good in it too because there's like action sequences in this low budget independent movie and they like look horrible. Well, I mean, he's fighting ninjas, but they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved it. He's fighting all these ninjas in in China. He goes back and forth between America and China. Yeah, he does. Because every time they go, <laughs> every time they go in the woods, they're in China. Yeah, yeah. What one? Yeah, so it's I don't amazing. know if it was a plot hole or something that I missed. Did they show how the hooker learned kung fu? No. Who cares? Okay. Hookers, hookers have to learn uh, kung fu. 
so that way they can protect themselves on the streets. But their pimps are their grandmasters, so that's why they still get beat up by them. Duh. So do you think that she learned having to fight the abuse Duh. from her pimp? Well, no maybe, spoilers no. though. You'll have to. I'm I'm not Brendan Steer, okay? <laughs> so everyone's gonna right. go have to watch the movie to see the pimp. Brandon Steer, if you're listening to this, uh, I would like clarification on that. Otherwise, I think you did a brilliant job. Yeah, go see it. It's on Amazon Prime. They do not endorse us. We don't get paid. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're not, they're not an official thing. We just but, you know. Yeah. Go go check it out. Leave us your own positive reviews or bad reviews. We we don't care. We'll read them on next week. Honestly, episode. do you think Amazon would even sponsor us, knowing that they'd have to compete with Spoons? How are we even gonna get another sponsor? Shit. Oh, I don't, mm, I don't know. Yeah, S- spoons is a tough one to beat. Yeah. Mm. Or Mama Triviano's uh, Italian bratwurst. Yeah, I just ordered some yeah. of those through yeah. Zuber Feasts uh, last night. It was really. I had to good. get some Jenny eye they holes do. too. Yeah. They gave us like a, a big stock, so they kind of pay us in a way. Yep. Amazing. I do yeah. drink mine every morning. So, yeah. So Jenny eye holes. So I don't know. <laughs> You're amazing. We'll ask Amazon to sponsor us for next week. We'll go ahead and send that email. <laughs> email out and see what they said i think that's hey, fair. we said to go watch philosopher you should give us money yeah yeah okay yeah absolutely i think it's 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 extremely extremely fair all righty everyone thanks so much for listening this was our third episode appropriate because we are three guys without the lies so this is lucky number three for us it's all downhill from here um yeah it gets worse i just want to say that you can follow us on facebook just look it up numeral three guys without the wise same with our email numeral three guys without the wise at gmail.com you can find us on apple and spotify and uh, if you do listen to the show please rate review and share it with your friends i love you i love you and okay, tommy bye. i love you too oh yeah yeah tommy yeah tommy, yeah love you bye all right noise hanging up now yeah. We're done. Podcast over. Noise.